You're listening to Moto the Podcast, a podcast about life, music, culture, entertainment, pretty much everything, led by two future lawyers, Mahini and Toby. Moto. That's why it's called Moto. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Jingle Bell Rock? A Christmas intro. It was Jingle Bell Rock um, because we're going to rock your Jingle Balls off today with our Christmas special episode with a brand spanking new miniseries. Did you say rock your jingle balls or did I mishear that? I said it. I don't know how I feel about it. So let's not discuss it further if that's all right with you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. It's been a while since we've recorded. Sorry for our absence. Do we start every episode by acknowledging our absence? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want people to feel gaslit and to jump back in as if it's not been a while. It has been a little while and we've missed you and we're back with a Christmas gift. Yes, indeed. This is our gift to you and that is an extra special Christmassy special on Christmas movies. And this is this is both a Christmas special, as I've said about 10 times now, <laughs> and the start of our next miniseries, which is on movies. Ta-da. Da, 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 da. The idea is that we're going to have guests come on try and put forward their favorite movie and we'll see out of all of the guests at the very end which one you really think is the best and then hopefully give you some inspiration to watch something but today we'll center on christmas movies because it's a christmas special i don't know if toby mentioned it that's that's the plan exactly so lots more to come from this mini series and in the same vein as getting people on to contribute, we have asked for contributions via Instagram. Uh, we've asked you for your favourite Christmas movies, your least favourite Christmas movies, and anything in between. Right, so I've just pulled my phone up so I can have a look at the responses. They were lovely. Thank you. I get so happy when people reply to our stories and try and contribute to the input, to the input, to the content of the episode. Yes, thank you for your very helpful contributions <laughs> so reluctant <laughs> no it, it really is great because you know me and me and mahini will just be talking to each other otherwise so we've got things like the muppets christmas carol christmas vacation polar express while you were sleeping which we can come back to because i forgot that that was a christmas movie mm. um arthur christmas the home alones so yeah that's kind of our base in terms of classics and then we have newer films as well but why don't we start with classics see if we have a favorite classic and then take it from there drink when i say classic right that's it episode over you've got a list i <laughs> think <laughs> when he says classic or toby says special there we go we've got your entertainment for your christmas party i think last year if you remember we had a special game we had a special game yeah this is another one i would have to put myself in old school classic category as well old school christmas movies such as The Holiday. It's <laughs> not an old school classic. <laughs> They've been making Christmas carols since like the turn of the 20th century and you're like, I have to put myself in the class. I'm a bit of an, you know, a movie otter. That was so chaotic. I think I need to just take a deep breath and think about what classic movies actually mean. That movie with that guy who gets killed and he has to see his whole life again as if he weren't there. It's a wonderful life. I would say that was more classic Thank than you. The Holiday. But I'm happy to be happy to be corrected by anyone that disagrees. That is a fantastic Christmas movie. So fantastic. I was so easily able to recall it. But yeah, it's a wonderful life. That's a classic. All time fave. And I think that's one bracket. Bracket two, 
modern classic. Yes. And that's where we'd put our... And you would place Holiday there, presumably. Yeah, the Holiday, the Home Alones. Yeah, I, I, I would say modern classic is anything this century. I think Home Alones, were they not in the 90s? That makes me feel very old. I have a question for you. So, the Holiday... I saw that for the first time maybe last year and it's a very cosy movie Um, but I also love how you've got two very different but kind of exciting locations. Yeah I really like how they each have a lot of excitement and their own issues but it doesn't just because one's city based and high flying and one's more cosy publishing. Yeah I think that's high flying too. It just it doesn't detract from the fact that they're both. No offence to any publishers. (laughs) They're just both really exciting. And you're right, it's a cosy movie. I love The Holiday. It makes me feel like Christmas and it makes me feel well looked after. Yeah, it's a good it's a good one. Lots of um, big names, which actually is a segue onto a perhaps controversial comment, but I think Love Actually is overrated. And I, I note that you didn't mention Love Actually in your kind of roundup of suggestions that you got on the Instagram poll. That's because I realised if I were to just read out all of the suggestions that would, because we have so many, so many supportive listeners would take up the whole hour. So I didn't, but no one actually said love actually. Fair enough. Yeah. And even if they had, the fact that you didn't mention it, I think was quite telling. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what do you say to that? I think it's quite overrated. You've seen it, presumably. I love it. I love it. I love right. it. What do you love about if it? If you look, Toby, you will see that love actually is all around. I like to think that I'm uh, I'm a bit of a Hugh Grant myself. <laughs> Richard Curtis is a great director and I think the way he tells stories is really, really interesting. And I like the fact that you can follow loads of different lives and it still just intersects with one another. And that's so realistic because you have no idea. What's that rule? It's like the six degrees of separation. You have yeah. no idea how connected you are to a random stranger on a bus. But when you look at it in the round in a movie like that, it's just so good. So that's why I love that movie. And it has some great actors in it. Like Mr. Bean's in it. He's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> my my favourite line is um, when Alan Rickman says, uh, what else are you going to do? Dip it in yoghurt. That's my favourite line in the movie. <laughs> no, no bloody holly. I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> Hold up, everyone. Mahini's about to sneeze. Everyone drop what you're doing. <laughs> we may seem like these fantastic hosts... Without any allergies, yeah. yeah. I actually thought for my whole life that Indian people couldn't get hay fever. What people? Indian people? Yeah, but they can because I've got it. So. <laughs> I mean, I do notice when I go on holiday that I don't get hay fever. I think it's to do with the local pollen. If there's any biologists listening, give us a shout and we'll do it. maybe we'll do a biology-themed episode on hay fever. The pros and the cons. Right, hit me with your next. The second one, and this is because you mentioned uh, Home Alone. Uh, I think the second Home Alone is better than the first one. That's the one when he's lost in New York. I do think the first one's a bit more timeless, classic, but I just like the... I think New York is a very sort of quintessentially Christmassy city, and I think that adds something to the movie. I agree. That one's not that controversial. I think big cities do make a Christmas film. What I would say, though, is Netflix. Netflix, I love you. If you ever want to produce my shows in the future please do what i'm about to say might be a bit offensive to you but the netflix christmas movies come on like come on they're so bad it's like a bunch yeah. of has been celebrities of lindsay lohan's in a christmas film chad michael murray isn't it called falling this christmas or something? something like that and the names oh my god the names of the films are so unimaginative it's painful but i still watch them quite 
a simple premise you need you don't have to be too creative with it you just have to have a good like warming good sense of heart that I one drew me in the idea of this like I don't know wealthy heiress in the hotel industry loses her memory or something but it really wrote me in but then I, I thought it was poorly executed yeah okay well there we go I think we've alluded to one of the cons of Christmas movies is that it's a it's kind cardboard of cardboard acting yeah exactly so that's one of the cons. Um, so what would be the first one that you would go to and say, yeah, now it's Christmas? The very first thing I watch isn't a Christmas film at all. It's the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special, which gets at least 20 views every year. <laughs> this was one of our listeners' suggestions for their favourite Christmas oh, really? movie. Yeah. Um, shout out to Mike. Wow, we're on a level. <laughs> you and Mike, yeah. Well, Big up Mike. Big up Mike. Lovely guy. What really feels like Christmas to me is the cartoon stuff rather than i guess could you give an example ra- yeah the grinch okay. i don't know i think because I, I used to genuinely really believe in santa i would write out a list and at the top would always be world peace because i was really worried that i would look like a spoiled brat if- that you wouldn't get to see another christmas exactly. with more presents santa would so. strike me off that's like asking for a hundred more wishes isn't yeah but it? i was a kid and i was pure but I genuinely really believed in Santa and the magic of Santa and the excitement. Like we would, my mum would jingle bells outside my door around midnight and (laughs) I would always walk down and see cookies half eaten. It was so magical. And that's when I watched those movies and I would really believe it. And I'd be like, oh my God, I don't understand how Santa's acting in all of these films. He's so busy, but he's still, you know, made time to feature in all these movies and that's why I think looking at those movies that I watched as a kid Home Alone falls into that bracket as well I think that's when I feel Christmassy I feel like you've touched on quite a strong con of Christmas movies that sorry there's two two cons here let me start again first of all my feeling is that generally speaking Christmas movies have much stronger first half of the movies than final acts Hmm. and part of that is is because a lot of the final acts of Christmas movies relies on basically Santa trying to like rejuvenate his magic because people aren't believing in him. But the problem there is that it always sets up that Santa actually exists, but that the parents have stopped believing in him or whatever. And that's why there's like a lot of magic. I think Elf think the Santa Claus, but it doesn't make any sense because if Santa actually exists and isn't some like, you know, folklore character, then it just doesn't make sense that people wouldn't believe in him and it just makes them seem a bit stupid. But also... It's silly and there's... And I find it's it's difficult to suspend your disbelief. I think normally if it was one movie, you'd be like, maybe. But because it's so many movies, it's difficult to ignore it. Yeah, another thing that I find a big con on Christmas movies is how easy everything just suddenly falls together at the end, just in the nick of time. Right, the Saint Nick of time. (laughs) the Saint Nick of time. Obviously, people watch because it's escapism, right? It's vicarious. You get to switch off, isn't it? It's a bit of warmth. I think it's setting us all up to fail a little bit, especially when you watch that from such a young (laughs) age. But something like Gavin and Stacey, the Christmas special, the reason that hits so hard, at least for me, is it's... It's just the ordinary, but the ordinary when it goes right. And there's there's such a warmth in that. And I think we have all experienced it. It's either the Christmas you never had or it's the Christmas you once had and are always trying to recapture. And so watching that, it kind of feels like if Christmas goes how it goes in the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special, that's a win. And I think that's a really nice quality. Yeah, I like that. And I like it when it's realistic and when we can laugh at the mundane. Have you seen that one with Stephen Merchant? 
What, Click and Collect? Yeah, Click and Collect. That short movie. I love that. That's great. That, Again, that has a similar sort of feeling. It's the set, it's set in England as well, which is always nice because I think, you know, London and, well, even Midlands and beyond is a really nice location because we get a lot of cold weather here at Christmas. If, if any of the listeners take away any of the recommendations, that's the one I would tell you to watch Click and Collect. It's so funny and also just normal and it's exactly what Toby has said about Gavin and Stacey. It captures just the mess that is a holiday season in a messy family with awkward neighbours. It's very funny and it's only 50 minutes long. So it's it doesn't get the chance to have a, a bad final act like a lot of movies do. A lot of Hollywood ones. Another thing you asked our lovely listeners, Mahini, was whether they think Harry Potter is a Christmas franchise movie. So the reason I asked that was because my brother so we my brother recently got a promotion woo well done and we went for dinner and we were talking about the fact that we'd be recording on sunday and he said oh you should talk about harry potter it's the greatest christmas franchise of all time to which i made a weird guffaw kind of noise because i just had never considered it to be a christmas film so that was the question okay um so i would be more inclined to agree with your brother than not i actually think it's the perfect november franchise because it it especially the books there's a lot of halloween elements and i think it bridges the sort of beginning of autumn and the winter and there are especially in the movies there's some absolutely stunning christmas set pieces like in the fourth one the goblet of fire there's the christmas ball and it's snowing and there's always a good because it, it every film covers a whole year yes a lot of it isn't very christmasy and it always ends in the summer like the English academic year but it always has a scene set at Christmas and throughout the franchise you see a lot of different Christmases you see the ones where Harry stuck stays at school you see the ones where he spends it with other people when he spends it at home and I feel like actually that captures the kind of life cycle of Christmases in our lives you know the good the bad Mm -hmm. the snowy the barren not barren (laughs) is there something you want to tell us (laughs) (laughs) the snowy the not snowy no you know what i actually because i'd never considered i'd never looked at it like that but i think what the movies make me feel is what i feel from christmas movies yeah so so you're saying on reflection you agree with him i might do i might it's that warm fuzzy good triumphing over evil bit of snow bit of romance bit of food you know it just it makes me feel mushy and i don't often feel mushy so Potter does it to ah, me. So that's what you think. So you think that's what makes a good Christmas movie. That's that's an interesting bigger question. I feel like we could almost take that and go through a random selection of movies. And Mush or not. Like, for example, um, one movie that just comes to mind, Groundhog Day, is actually set in like late January. But mm. I would be inclined to watch that in the lead up to Christmas or even around Christmas itself. That, f- that is a Christmas movie, no? Well, not technically, but it depends on your definition of a Christmas movie. It's about someone learning lessons falling in love lots of snow i mean he can't move for snow but it's actually set in like january february times around there certainly after christmas yeah so maybe i don't know i i think we have to be so professional for so much of the year and just on it and hard-edged and resilient so i really like when you can just switch on a movie and be a bit of a puddle (laughs) and just embrace the cringe and the dramatics and 
how unrealistic it is because real life isn't actually that much of a roller coaster in terms of this bad thing happened xyz has to happen next then boom fireworks happy ending it's much less much less exciting and much more tragic i would say so yeah i actually feel like that list of uh adjectives you use there very much sums up nativity it is a bit chaotic a bit cringe kind of unrealistic so i went to um warwick university which is actually in coventry um so did i we went there. so i was kind of telling the listeners so we both went to warwick <laughs> university and that is actually in coventry i actually found it very romantic watching nativity which is filmed at two schools in coventry and it was kind of on a low budget using actual students at coventry schools and so on uh, putting on their nativity and that probably adds to the my kind of romantic notion of nativity but at the same time my flatmate who didn't go to warwick university also loves it and we both cry every year when we watch it so speaking of puddles (laughs) haven't seen it but it's very high up on my list along with some of the great suggestions that the listeners have put in i think it gets better over time like a fine wine so maybe maybe not this year but certainly by christmas 2025 i think nativity will be towards the top of your list okay maybe we will revisit in a future christmas special what did the list sorry did you say what the listeners said about harry potter what was the consensus it was 60 percent to yes 40 percent to no oh Oh, that, I don't good. know if that's surprising or not, I because that's not that far of half, and half of the people think that it's not very Christmassy. I find that, I suppose, yeah, it's not branded as a Christmas movie. I think it's Christmassy for the reasons I've said, but I wonder if anyone would change their mind after listening to this. <laughs> I think we have a great influence over a lot of people, so yeah, we can see that the population is going to swing in favour of what we say. Let's, let's run the poll. Let's run the poll again in like a week and see if people have changed their mind. <laughs> resurgence of harry potter streaming over the festive period attributed to moto dot the podcast <laughs> oh brilliant <laughs> okay this has been a very random summary of movies thanks for your suggestions because a merry-go-round of discussion but i don't know what i'm saying i'm trying to wrap this up this is the hardest bit it's that this is the thing this is a testament to endings in christmas movies because we think of christmas as one day but it is the lead up with this bookend, which is Christmas Day at the end of it. And I think we're so preoccupied with getting ready for that day, you know, Christmas shopping, presents for the exchange on Christmas Day. Actually, it's the process leading there that's, I don't know, I feel like quoting Miley, Miley Cyrus here, it's about the climb, it's not about not about the end. It's quite a dark day when you find out that Santa may or may not exist. Oh, I see. And it's an even darker day when you find out that he used to be green until Coca-Cola like <laughs> made him red. It's Yeah, that's another part. It's also massively tied up to capitalism, which I feel like I'm at the stage in my life where I don't like just having stuff. When I was younger, I loved it. I loved just receiving anything and I would go from fad to fad and want whatever the latest Barbie was or the next Ugg boot and I would just want things. I would just want material things because I saw other girls with those things or other people with those things and now I don't want it because having a thing is so much more than the thing itself it's buying it looking after it caring for it mourning it when it's gone like I don't need like that much stuff and so as much as I love giving people things and I know like no that's a huge part of Christmas I just don't want anything and then it's really hard for people to buy for me yeah absolutely because you feel duty bound to buy things for people but it's so nice give buying someone a gift that they want 
And I mean, there's no reason that you don't get that around their birthday. There's yeah. not really any difference, except the fact that you're probably abide for such a large number of people. That's what makes it stressful. My brother is actually one of the few people that always just gets it right. He'll look at my life and be like, right, she will need this. She doesn't know she needs it, but I'm going to get it for her and it's going to change her life. And it sounds a bit that, dramatic. That is, for me, that's the gold standard. It really is. You don't ask for something... Is that too much to ask? I think it is quite a lot to ask, but when it when it happens, it's really nice and it's serendipitous. Um, here's an accountant, though. I wonder if, if it's reassuring to know that you, he can look at you, reduce you to numbers and go and buy something <laughs> that perfectly fit into your life. I think it's just it comes when you really know someone. And yeah, it's something as simple as I broke a massive wine glass I had once and my I loved it and I was upset about it and someone replaced it and I hadn't thought to replace it because I was like, you broke it you don't deserve another one but it's little things that people only appreciate when they really see you and spend time with that's you. the thing it's it's much more about what the gift means rather than how much it is and i think that gets lost it's often about trying to get the most expensive thing the newest device and there was a time you know when i would want every year wanted the new device and stuff whereas people i think are holding on to things longer now generally um, and yeah. I think that's a good way to go speaking of presents i wanted to ask you your thoughts on secret santa if you think what did you get me? <laughs> I didn't think we were doing presents this year. My, sorry. I just on. wondered if what you thought of Secret Santa and if you think that's a good way of like setting rules and lowering people's expectations because you're like, right, we're only spending £10 or even £5. I love Secret Santa. And getting, also, the getting someone you don't really know because that's typically where it's used, isn't it? I love it. And I really like that it forces what we're just talking about in terms of the intimate knowing someone because if you don't know someone and you're... <laughs> unfortunately the one who's plucked their name out of the hat and you read it and you're like crap what am I going to get them I find that so funny and then you end up getting what I think is a really thoughtful gift because you're panicked yeah you don't know them and you don't know what you what they need it's like that thing where someone tells you once they like the color purple and you just cling on to that for dear life and you're like what's purple (laughs) what can I can get them that's purple um I like it I think it's good for the environment you limit budgets if people aren't comfortable spending loads and it's funny you can often get a funny little gift through that what about you yeah no totally agree Um, especially nowadays you can do it where you send someone an email and they click on a link and it's all done it's all automated you don't have to pick a name out of a hat because obviously when you pick a name out of a hat there's a high chance that someone usually the organizer is going to know what other people have oh jesus christ (laughs) i'm sorry my (laughs) my poster just fell on me i didn't mean to take Christ's name in vain at this time of year. Ah. That's the second time I've tried to just keep going on when chaos has been ensuing. Oh my god! Are you okay? It's cause yeah, yeah, I'm fine. My flatmate texted me saying I just went to poo and left the door open. I hope it picks up on the podcast. <laughs> and then my phone buzzed when it received that message and knocked down my poster. So yeah, Hannah, you made it onto the show. I think she heard that, didn't she? Love you. Love you. Yeah, she heard that. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny i just cut you off from telling a story what when you it? do the old traditional name out of a hat thing typically someone will find out who someone's got whereas the online ones you can do Honestly. now make it so easy to keep it anonymous which i think is part of the excitement by the time we're sat there to give the presents everyone's sat there grinning because they more or less know who's got who well on the note of giving gifts this has been our gift to you but an even bigger gift bigger gift (laughs) is the gift that you guys have given us for always tuning in and being so supportive it means the world to us and we'll be back in the new year with lots more movies i don't think i could have put it better myself 
Thank you, Meanie. That was your gift to me. Thank you. Um, yeah, I hope everyone has a very restful holiday. It's been a manic year. Mm. I think because this is the first proper time we've been out of lockdown. I don't know about you, but I'm just so tired from how active I've been. Yeah, and I think... I know a lot of people have got colds and stuff right now. It's quite rife. And I think we've not been, you know, mixing with people as much. So I think everyone's just generally a bit more ill. So that's also... <laughs> we we grinched away for such a long time now. We're back with people. We're like, no, no, body says no. <laughs> um, yeah. So I hope you're all well. And if you are not, get well by Christmas. And it could be quite dark. I don't know who's listening. <laughs> um yeah whatever lens you look at christmas through romantic family alone time lots of food whatever it is hope you get it (laughs) well that sounds really aggressive hope you get it share this with all of those people as well i'm sure there's something for everyone yeah if you if you don't know what to get someone as we've discussed the best gift is moto so send them a link yeah again very well put Toby is going to play us out with a song. Yes. Wow, you kept that quiet until now. Yeah, I've been take, taking up piano <laughs> lessons recently, so I have decided that my gift to you is going to be a very jarring and beginner-level rendition of Jingle Bells. So, Bonus gift. To play us out, me. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.